Community Advocate Resource out of Raleigh, North Carolina, in partnership with AmeriCorps, is proud to present Where the Time Go Podcast. This podcast is seasoned with love, care, laughter, and wisdom. No matter where you are from, here you are family. And here you'll find you an uncle, an auntie, a grandma, a grandpa. You'll find a lot of daddy, and everybody you'll stumble upon aged inside. Often lost in time and tragedy. But come on and lean in on this conversation. There's room for everybody. Come on, don't be shy. When it's all over, you'll find yourself looking down at your watch and wondering, where did time go? Come on, I'll pull you up a chair. This afternoon, we're going to talk about a subject that we all love. And I think that should be near and dear to our heart, self-care. So self-care. How do we look at self-care? What do we, what how would I put it? How uh, self-care to now, today in 2023, as opposed to self-care in maybe the early 2000s, in the 1999s or 98. How would we look at self-care then, as opposed to self-care now? And will we think that self-care is more important today than it was then? Has self-care, I would say, gotten better for us? in 2023 as opposed to in the 2000s? Is there more things out there, more research for us? So self-care, I would say, is such a popular concept right now, especially with young adults. Do you engage in self-care? Can I ask Sharon, how do you engage in self-care? And does it help you as opposed to, I would say, the 2000s as opposed to 2023? Self-care for me, in my younger years, I thought self-care was having the latest designer clothes. Whereas now self-care is not just your appearance, it's your mental. Amen. I think with COVID coming in 20 and 21, that a lot of people, mental, they had mental digress, depression, because that we were in, we weren't among people. So self-care is actually engaging with others now. Like I said, it's not just the physical appearance, it's your mental and being able to communicate with others and It's just totally different for me now. And I'm looking at self-care. I can remember in the late 90s, 2000s, that we, I believe, especially I'm looking at, at the black female, where we knew of we did self-care, but we thought of the family more, and we always seemed to put ourselves last as far as, you know, like, you know, keeping up with our health and things of that. And I think that as we got a little bit more into the 2000s, that, like, yeah, I have to take care of myself in order to take care of my family, because if I let myself go, then who's going to take care of the ones that I have to take care of? So I think that we've become more educated on self-care as opposed to, like, you know, I would say, like, our diabetes, our, our heart disease, our things of that sort, where we knew it was there, but did we educate ourselves on it? Did we take the time to learn more about it. How would you feel about that, Bernice? How, how would you express, or what would you think about self-care as opposed to in the late 90s, as opposed to our 2023? Well, I think that self-care, in my opinion, means that if I don't take care of myself, I can't do anything for anybody else. Absolutely. And I think it's very important that we take out the time mm-hmm. for us, because without it, we can't take care of anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't do anything for anybody else. So 
I, I really believe that we should be number one. That we should, I'm sorry, say that again? We should Bert? be number one. We should be number one as far as taking care of our health, exactly. And I think as we get as we get older, I think we even have to monitor self-care even more because now as we were coming up, maybe we would go like maybe every two years for our annual check for our checkups. But as we get older, we have to do five annually and some of them even six months so now that self-care has even gotten even more and it should be even more important to us as we go into our later years in life that we want to be around so i look at self-care even being more so as we get older as opposed to when we were younger how would you feel about that brenda as far as self-care in the late 90s as opposed to now in the 90s we went to doctors, we took our time, and we had more time because we didn't have a lot of responsibility. Grandkids, daughters, children, everybody. We need to take care of ourselves first so we can take care of others. Other than that, you cannot take care of because like during the COVID, we was inside. I had an opportunity, I was out during that time of COVID, because I did um, nursing work. I had to take care of myself, I had to get shots, I had to protect myself, I had to wear a mask, I had to make sure that I did, when I came in, I stripped at the door, because I didn't want to bring anything to the family. Mm -hmm. So you have to take care of yourself first, you have to look after others, but you have to get make sure that you're up to date on all your shots and then you'll be able to take care of somebody else. Okay, now, now, now you know, we'll see and we'll hear what our doctors tell us what we should do, but I wanna know, do, do you think that we adhere to what our doctors tell us? Like, you know, I need you to watch your diabetes, I need you to watch your sugar, I need you to watch your numbers going up and down. Would you say that now that we have the time, are we actually engaging in, in this? Do we actually take more self-care? Would you say, Sharon, that? Having a health scare years ago, I had breast cancer twice. Oh, okay. So it made me more in tune with wanting to take care of myself, with keeping every appointment, with call, following up on the blood work. And, you know, it's time to, we go to the doctor and they say, well, this is what I want you to do. And you say, okay, but you don't follow up. Well, like I said, having that scare, now I'm more in tune and adapt to make sure I go to those appointments. Not only myself, but calling my other sisters and women of color, just saying, look, did you go get that mammogram? Did you go get that pap smear? Absolutely. You know, just being more self-aware. And then surrounding yourself with ladies who care about themselves. Absolutely. Makes you want to care about yourself. I look at Miss Bernice, she come in jazzing her and Paulette. I said, I want to be jazzy too. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed Miss Brenda got a hair color. I said, oh, wait a minute, what they doing? <laughs> so it makes you want to be, okay, well, you know, these ladies are stepping up their game. I want to step up too. I want to be surrounded by people who say, love yourself first. Absolutely. And like I said, that Absolutely. mental is so important. Absolutely. And if you think you know, when it ain't just that physical and the outer appearance. You don't ever know what someone's going through internal. So you have to be more aware, I mean self-aware, when you say, well, maybe I've been sitting in this house a little too long by myself, or let me engage with some others sometime. And being able to accept 
even from the youth, like we said, building that bridge with the youth, sometimes they Absolutely. just tell you how to be more useful. Like Miss Mary said, when they come in with all that energy, you'd be like, let me get some of that energy. When they do the latest dance, you're like, I want to learn that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's what self-care is for me. Okay, okay. So a question, would you say that our younger youth are they engaging or do they engage in self-care or are they aware of it or are they so tied down with things that are going on with the social media or what's going on in their world that they don't take that time for self-care? They do not because they are so, I mean, they have all that energy so they don't feel as though Self-care is not even an option for them. They think just life is, everything's gravy. Whereas when you get a certain age, you have to start thinking about, do I want to be able to hold, I mean, I don't want that knee replacement or that hip replacement. So you have to start saying, okay, let me get active more. Mm -hmm. Let me move a little bit more. Let me, you know, just say, if it's not, nothing but get up and walk to the mailbox and back. I watch you ladies work on a daily, when I work with you guys at, you know, on different, venues and y'all moving better than me and i feel I'm like wait a minute miss said grab that and come on here girl <laughs> i said this my lady but it makes me want to say okay if she doing it i can do it <laughs> yeah and, and then i look at when when i say that the, the younger youth do you think yeah. that maybe they like you know is it being expressed to them do they is there a platform that they can say well look even though you're, you're younger, you're still gonna have to, every two years, go to the dentist. You're still gonna have to, every two years, like, you know, go to your doctors. Is it being expressed? Is it out there as far as the literature? Is it out there for our younger ones? Or is it by default is how they find out as they get older? Like, gosh, I wish somebody had told me about this when I was younger, as opposed to I'm learning about it now. You know, with, oh, well, I'm sorry, ladies. You know, when you're the young, your parents always say, okay, I'm scheduling you this appointment. I'm scheduling you with the orthodontist. At some point, young people have to say, okay, I got to start taking account. I see what you're asking. Yes. Accountability for my own health. And I don't think they are. They know it's there. I don't even know if they know the resources, how to even begin to pick up and call their own doctor to say, I need an appointment. What do you ladies think? So, I have a 13-year-old granddaughter. Okay. She called and told me, Grandma, I need an appointment my knee hurt. Oh. Okay. You know, sometimes they know because they're used to going to the doctor. And she also told me, well, when did you schedule my physical? They didn't ask me. I mean, ask the mom, but they come calling Grandma. Mm-hmm. You know, they know. And they, well, a lot of times they might wait till something start hurting or like she did. She does sports. So she wanted to make sure she was ready when she got ready to play sports again. You know, so they know the things are out there. It's just the putting, well, the adults were used to handling all this. So now they have to go through somebody to get it done. You know, even though they know how to pick up a phone and call. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they might even have, like, they'll come to you and talk to you about, well, I don't know what I need to do about this or know what I need to do about that. Even like when they feel like a stomach hurt. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, what do I need to take? Okay. How much do I need to take? Mine's are so used to coming to me when they need anything. So, you know, it's always been mama, 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 mama. Mm -hmm. uh, I, at one point, I said to myself, now it's time for me to teach them how to right. take responsibility for their own selves and 
learned that this technology that they have out there today, it's just not for social media, mm -hmm. okay? They have to use that technology in order to stay on top of things that they need to stay on top of, like their own self-care, going, making their own appointments. You know, we have to sort of like push them to take responsibility for themselves at some point or another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that, I think with some of them, unless it happens, they don't know to go and make that call. They don't know to go to ask that question like, okay, like, you never took any responsibilities, but then I think that's where the teachings come in. And I think that's, I don't know if it's the parents that didn't communicate or if it wasn't out there. Like, you know, with social media, everything is out there. They know this, they know that. But as far as the other things, taking care of themselves, the self-care, it's not enough of it that I can see, like, you know, that's out there for them that will help them, like, you know, to go to the dentist, to go for your pap smear, to go for, you know, some of the things as, as they, they, what, the HPV uh, mm -hmm. shots and stuff, like, you know, they don't have enough of that, that out there. And that's part of that will make them a better person later on where they won't have all these conditions or these things that will creep up on them as they get older. That if, you know, like, you know, if that self-care information was out there, that's how I look at um, a lot of that. Well, what you think on that? Well, what I was going to say yes. was that Bernie. the information is out there. It okay. may not be out there on a piece of paper in the <laughs> public, to the public. Okay. But it, like myself, by me raising minds and taking minds to the doctor okay. all the time, you know, I found that they had a better relationship with their doctor than I had with their doctor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Uh -huh. uh, it's just it's just amazing how they communicate with my pediatrician. Mm -hmm. You know things that. Well, I, I, what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is that they seem to have had a better ability to communicate with the pediatrician. I guess that's because most of the time they would talk to the pediatrician. I had to leave the room. Okay, with so, that privacy, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's just weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I can add that. Yes, that's the all that they have the parents to step out so they can talk to the, to the doctor. They tell them things that they won't tell us first. And then the doctor kind of ease it in. And like you said, all the knowledge and everything about his health scares and everything else right. is out there, but it's up to the child to grasp it. I have a, well, she's 21 now. When COVID first started, everybody getting their shots, even a little 12 or 13 year old. They ready to get the shots. To this day, I, to this day, I still have a 21 year old that has not got the first shot. She comes up, uh, social media, they're going to track me. <laughs> what in the world are they going to track you for? You don't have anything to track. What is it going to track you? <laughs> you know, and she still has this mentality. You know, it's up to them to open up and do this thing. But she will go to the doctor to get her shots. She will make sure she get that little depot shot so she can't get pregnant. <laughs> you know, but they still will not protect themselves from COVID. Mm -hmm. They feel like, you know, it'll be their time or I can't get it. And when she got COVID, Grandma, what I got to do? I said, um, I guess you got to go to the doctor now. You didn't get the shot, you know. 
Yes, yes, okay. So that segue, uh, so this, this question right here, so what good do you think was produced from the pandemic for people in your generation? So what do you- I think it made us more aware. When the pandemic came, it made you more aware of your health issues because before you would talk, you stand up, you, you have a whole conversation, you be in a crowd. It made us be more aware of our health. If we're not concerned with ourselves, no one else is. I mean, like you said, your granddaughter didn't have the shot. Well, we didn't know who had the shot and who didn't have the shot. So we became more self-absorbed with taking care of our, it was our priority to take care of ourselves when COVID came. It's, I mean, everybody said, oh, you can't, be, you can't do this, you can't go there. And if you go there, we made sure that we, were, we had our PPEs on. We made sure, as Ms. Brenda said, when, if she worked in the healthcare field when mm -hmm. she came home, she took off those clothing so that her family wouldn't get sick. So it made us more self-aware of our own health and immunizations. So I'm looking at as far as for people in our for generations to come i think that it it should have brought some self awareness like that this stuff is real i mean when we looked at our numbers and we looked at the hot spots throughout the country and and over a million people that that died from this mm -hmm. and like you know this stuff is real and a, a lot of people did not take it serious. A lot of people, oh, I'm not gonna get this shot because they say if you take a shot, your arm will fall off or, or you know, or you'll lose an eye, things like that. And, but then that was part of that social media. But, but I think as far as for generations, I think it, may, it should have brought a little self-awareness like, you know, this is real, that, that germs are real, that there are certain times where these things will come about, like, you know, and you, we have to be more aware of it. We have to, like, pass it down to people that generations that are under us, you know, adhere to with some of the things that they're saying, like, you know, we're, we're not telling you these things just, just to scare you, but it's to inform you, it's to enlighten you, it's to keep you in in good health. What would you say on that, Bernice, if you had anything to say about that? I, I totally agree with you. Because this pandemic has, like you said before, taken out millions and millions and millions yes. of people. And by us um, taking care of ourselves, we can sort of like control it. Might not be able to wipe it all out, but if we get the shots, all our shots, and stay six feet, wear our masks, <laughs> Hey, we can sort of like control it. But uh, the question, when, when you say stay six feet, Bernice, do you feel like we've come, become lax though, as far as we used to say, stay that six feet if we went into a supermarket or a store, give me my space, you're too close to me, you know, and, and, and the masks have dropped. Do you feel as though that we've, we've gotten lax in it or? Well, that's only because, you know, I think the state had came up with the idea that we don't no longer need the mask. Mm-hmm, okay. So I think in some places that you go, and maybe some people that you might be around, you still might need to wear the mask. Mm -hmm. You might need to put on a whole new suit. <laughs> Sharon, let me ask you this question. How has COVID changed your daily life, would you say now? Uh, Pre-COVID and post-COVID. Pre-COVID.
pre-COVID, I went everywhere with everybody, did everything. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, if I'm invited somewhere, I want to know how many people are going to be there. Okay. Is it indoors or outdoors? Okay. How long would the venue last? I mean, it's just I'm more aware of who I'm around and how long I'm around them. I'm more aware of the new shots that come out that they say, well, maybe have you took another booster? Because I've had two shots and two boosters. And I think, should I do that? So I, I'm listening and tuned to the news when they say, well, maybe you should think about a new shot. Where is it spread? Mm-hmm. The numbers are going up on the south side or the numbers are going up on India. So, you know, I'm just more aware. More aware. More exactly. aware. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Brenda, how has, has, how has it changed your life, would you say, pre-COVID as opposed to post-COVID? I'm about like Sharon. I went everywhere, did everything. But since COVID and after COVID, even if with family members, if it's somewhere they have an event or something, I wear my mask. You know, they look at me sometimes, hey, I'm being precaution. Some of y'all ain't got the shot. You know, I'm too old for this. Right. You know, exactly. I don't like shots. When mm-hmm. it's time for me to get them, yeah, I'm going to get them. If something come out, yes, I'm going to get that shot. Okay. okay. You know, because I'd rather be safe than sorry. We were more uh, lax. We, you know, we went places. We did things. We didn't give uh, COVID a germ or anything like that a second thought. I mean, we were still somewhat cautious if we went to a cookout or somewhere like that. You know, we would say, well, who made that or who made this or whatever, like, you know, the foods we ate or the people we around, as opposed to post-COVID, I like to be a little bit more cautious only because I have a son-in-law He's had a spleen removed. He's had a liver transplant. Mm. So he's compromising a lot of things. So I, I also have to be even more so protective of not only myself, but him as well. So that has changed somewhat for me, you know, as, as opposed to that, that the COVID act, you know, where he will go certain places and he still has a mask on, he still will stay that six feet behind because he cannot afford, you know, to get sick. So it has changed somewhat for me as opposed to I will, like, you know, look at situations and circumstances a little bit even more so different than I used to. We should still be wearing our masks. I don't care what the C put out, you know. CDC, yes. Yeah. We need to continue to wear our masks and stay six feet apart, you know. But given in some situations, I, I'm, I'm sure that that's a little hard now, you know. But uh, I just feel like we should take better care. And, and, and I, make sure we get those shots. My God, if they, <laughs> if they come up with another booster, I know I'm definitely going to get it. <laughs> but, you know, some people had the, they came out too quickly with those shots. And... It's, it's like this is math, this is science, there's things that, you know, that they're doing now that they didn't have when we were coming up. So therefore, science and, and math, it goes on. It's like, you know, we have so many more things, but, you know, some people will still have that idea. No, it's too soon. No, I, I don't, I'm not going to take it. I don't know what's going to do to me later on. But, you know, we have to also be mindful and just read up on things and just have an open ear as to what's going on, like, you know, and not be that naysayer. No, I'm not going to, you know, take this or I'm not going to going to do that. Are you surviving or are you thriving as opposed to self-care? If you had asked me this question a couple months ago, I would say I was just surviving. Okay. And as I stated earlier, 
Being around other people who I see who take pride in themselves makes me want to thrive and take pride in myself as well. It makes me want to do that new hairdo or, or the new outfit. So I think now I'm striving. I'm striving. I see how everybody else get up and move. Sometimes I just look at them. <laughs> and they say, well, I just, how you do? So I just do it. And so that's my attitude now. I just do it. You just do it. You put that one foot in front of the other. I just do it. Absolutely. Because that's the only way it's going to get done. Because if we sit and procrastinate and should I, could I, would I? Yeah, you could have had it done. Yeah, I think we, sometimes we talk ourselves a lot, you know, of, of just go ahead and do it. Like, you know, just like that sign, just do it, Nike, mm -hmm. just do it. Yeah. So, Brenda, how would you, how would you say, are you su surviving or are you thriving as far as post-COVID and self-care? Right now, I am thriving. That's great. I have uh, a new look on life. I have um, did a lot of things now to improve myself, to improve my health. And I'm like June 10th right now, I'm free. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. I like um, that. I've, I've made a lot of changes over the week, over, over the whole time about coming with y'all. Mm -hmm. And so, and I made a step, I made a big step yesterday and I improved myself. Do you want to share on that that improvement, or know it's just something that? Um, well, I was going through a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, and I actually signed a contract yesterday to um, sell my house. Oh, congratulations! So, yeah. Big so step. I will be. I don't know. I don't have a place to go yet. And that's that. But thing. hey, I feel free. Yeah. That's great. And um, yeah. <laughs> so and. Um, I, I am moving forward with my life. I'm 70, but hey, I'm making a new step. Get it with that is great. Yes. That is great. Yes. That is yes. wonderful. Yes. Congratulations. Thank That's you. right. You Thank said you. you're free. Those yes. shackles yes. broke no. those shackles. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations. I see it Thank all you. over your oh, face. Yeah. I feel I, it. Yeah. I feel yeah. It. I, That's wonderful. That's yeah. wonderful. Okay, great, great. Yeah. And Brenda mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. Bernice, and what about you? Uh, do you feel like you are currently surviving or thriving? I would oh, say post post and I'm self care. Thriving. You're I'm thriving. thriving, honey, because I love me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. I love me. Okay. I'm number one. I'm going to mm -hmm. always be number one. And I've tried to teach my kids to be the same way. Sometimes it goes to one ear and not the other. Mm -hmm. But you have got to make yourself number one if you're going to survive in this mm -hmm. world today. Mm -hmm. That's the only way that you can take care, help take care of anybody else, your children or your parents or whatever. If you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right now, Ms. Bernie. All right. <laughs> and how would I look at it as far as surviving or thriving? Self-care. I would say I'm thriving. Every day that I open my eyes and it's a new day, I'm like, I get a chance to do this all over again, you know. And I've made, uh, congratulating Brenda on signing her contract and like, and I decided that I've had my insurance license for over a year, and it's like, well, what are you going to do with this? You're sitting on this. You went to school. You paid your money. You put in all these hours, and it's like, what are you doing with it? And then, like, you know, then I was out looking for other jobs, and it was like, 
You have a ram in the bush. Why aren't you using it? Why aren't you going after what you put all this money and time in? And I'm like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Lord, thank you. You know, sometimes we need to hear that, that second or third hearing. So that's what I decided to do. And that, that's what I'm going to do, go and pursue my license, um, which I already have. And I'm going to step out and I'll be going into the insurance industry. So then again, striving or thriving. So I'm looking, I'm thriving. You know, we have to put that one foot out in front of the other and stop saying, oh, I can't, I can't, or what if. Well, what if? Keep going. You're going to get up, dust yourself off, turn around like, yeah, I got this, and keep going. So, you know, I'm also thriving, and you know, and it's a good day, and then the next day is going to be good, and the day after that, because, hey, we get a chance to do it over, thank God, and we move on. So with all that being said, I just thank everybody for coming out this afternoon, for giving their input on pre-COVID, post-COVID, are we striving, are we thriving? What changes are we making as far as our health care, just taking care of ourselves? Because, yeah, if we don't do it, who else is going to do it? So I just want to thank Bernice for her input, thank Brenda, and thank Sharon. And again, thank everyone for listening out there, and hopefully you'll tune in for the next podcast on Where Did the Time Go? Where Did the Time Go? Thank you guys so very much, and have a great day.